0: This is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At Dobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install.
1: For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on com now.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling,
1: Character and Smallman on 101 ESPN with Michelle Smallman. I'm Randy Character. Coming up on August 17th, we've got a new show preceding our show here on 101 ESPN. It's Keyshawn Jay and Zubin and Zubin Mahente, the host of the new morning show here on 101 ESPN, joins us now via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Zubin, thanks for taking some time with us. Congratulations on the new gig. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me and hopefully we'll give you a nice little boost and a nice little lead in and you guys, you guys do a great job out there from what I've heard from what I'm hearing. So uh,
2: hopefully we'll do a nice job on the front end. I'm sure you will Zubin, but first and foremost, you know, Randy and I, when we first found out that we had to do a morning show, we thought, you know, okay, great. We're excited for the opportunity, but we have to wake up pretty early and we're not used to that. Now you're probably going to have to get up at what, at least three, three 30 in the morning. If, and how are you going to adjust to that?
0: That's funny. I've been doing TV for 20 years. I'm 42 years old. And I've been working at ESPN for nine years. And the majority of that time I've been working in the late evening hours. Like, you know, last night we can't leave until the Edmonton Oilers are done (laughs) in the bubble. We can't leave until that West Coast baseball game is done. Uh, Thank goodness for the seven inning doubleheaders now. No, it's one of those things for us where it's going to be a huge adjustment. But for me, it'll go from trying to put the last word on sports for the night, on our network at least, they're sort of having the first word in sports on our network. So it'll be a little bit of an adjustment, but at the end of the day, I'm sitting there with the number one overall pick, a number two overall (laughs) pick, a John R. Wooden Award winner. I I used to joke when they were thinking about a name for the show, I don't think it was completely original to go with the three names, although that's probably the easiest thing to do. I told them I think the one thing I was sure of was the, the last two Uh, words of the show would be, and Zubin. I'd let Keyshawn and Jay fight it out for first. I just kind of knew I'd be on the end there, but I've had a chance to talk to these guys a little bit. I've worked with Jay over the years on college basketball, and I really think you're going to love the fact that these guys are disparate. You just don't see a lot of three-people shows, and that, I think, will drive a lot of conversation. He has a, I don't want to put a bar on this because this bar is so high, but he has a Charles Barkley tendency. He's very blunt. He's direct. He's to the point. And, uh, you know, Jay's a little bit younger. So he comes from a different generation, depending on how old your listeners are. Like I said, I'm 42. I grew up in the tri-state area. So I remember Key with the Jets. But, you know, it's been almost 25 years since he was the number one overall pick. So for a lot of our listeners, we're going to have to reintroduce them uh, to Key. And for Jay, you know, he's probably most prominently known for playing for college basketball's best coach of the modern era and being a national champion, but even his national championship was 20 years ago. So there's a whole generation of fans that their dads know who these two guys are. I like it's like the Fab Five, right? I can name all five. You two can name all five. Mm -hmm. But it's people half our age uh, that have never heard of C. Fisher. So it's just one of those things (laughs) where you have to just realize the age of people and to just introduce or, in some cases, reintroduce.
1: Zubin Mahente is the host of the new show here on 101 ESPN. In the morning, it'll precede us, Keyshawn, Jay, and Zubin. There's three things, when I was making the decision between TV and radio as a youngster, that uh, led me to radio. Number one, I like the idea of being able to show off my knowledge and the fact that it is just so spontaneous that you, you aren't reading off a script. Uh, I, I like the fact, too, that we, we have fun. We can laugh and we can have a... You kind of play it straight when you're doing a, a sports cast. But the biggest thing, Zubin, is that in radio, you don't have to wear a tie.
0: <laughs> we will be dressing down significantly. Um, that probably means my clothing allowance is going away. So that's probably <laughs> one thing that's sort of hurt this entire project is that I love your first point because you have kind of hit the nail on the head I mean, I think if you ask any of your listeners or any sports fans you run into anywhere, everyone would tell you they are undefeated at the sports bar debate, right? If you just saddle up to a restaurant or a bar, you're watching a game on Sunday with a ton of people or a UFC fight on Saturday, back when when we were gathering in large groups way back earlier in the year. But when we had those old days, you probably never thought you lost a bar bet or a sports debate with somebody. And that's your first point. We're going to have the opportunity – to talk for four hours. And the reality is this, when we launch on August 17th, either all three major professional sports are back like they were on August 1st with baseball, basketball, and hockey. And then college football will be two weeks away. Obviously yesterday with the Big 12 Conference announcing what their plans are. We know what the entire Power 5 is going to do. But that's a totally fluid situation, especially when you see what's percolating in the Pac-12 and some perhaps student boycotts or some requests that they're making. And we'll see what the runway is for the NFL on September 10th. So when we launch on the 17th, either we're going to have all three sports still going, hopefully baseball's hanging in. We'll get closer to some semblance of college football, week zero, August 29th. We'll be ready for the NFL. And for college basketball, that's the one that's the most interesting to me. I mean, I've been following the Billikens for a long time. I love college basketball. So that's just a program that's obviously been consistently great over the years with Coach Majerus, with Coach Ford. And I think to myself, if I mentioned Coach K with Jay, Listen, if you're 73-year-old Mike Shoshevsky, or let's up it, 77-year-old Jim Beheim. I mean, what are they going to do when Mike Shoshevsky rolls out at the Champions Classic on November 10th? Is he going to stand there at 73 years old with five sweaty teenagers around him? I mean, these are real questions that have to be asked. Those other sports have much bigger runways, as baseball found out when you try to play 60 games in 66 days. You give yourself no wiggle room. I think even if you were against the players and the whole debate between Rob Manfred and Tony Clark, at this point, you completely understand why they were asking for 100% of their prorated salaries. Exactly what Blake Snell said. He probably could have said it in a more delicate manner, (laughs) but I think his comments are absolutely bearing fruit. And look at Derek Jeter. Last Sunday should have been one of the best days of his life. He should have been inducted into Cooperstown last Sunday. Instead, he's sitting there worried about the Marlins testing positive and everything spiraling out of control. So it's a day-to-day situation. If there's sports to talk about, we'll talk about it going into your show. And if there isn't sports to talk about, the conversation is probably going to have to be much more serious and robust. And we'll be willing to do that too.
2: Zubin, unless I missed it, I I can't find you on social media. It doesn't seem like you're a social media guy. Is that something that has been a point of conversation throughout your career about like, hey, we need to get you on Twitter. We need to get you on social media. Or is this is it something that you just don't feel like you need?
1: Or are you just a lurker? (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Do you have a
0: burner account? Yeah, you know, that, You know when, when Jay brings on Kevin Durant, I promise that'll be the first question we ask him. And KD is very big on the burner account. But no, but I would tell you this, two things. Number one, uh, for me, uh, we're going to have a robust Twitter feed. Somebody half my age will do twice the job I can do on the Twitter feed, so we'll be fine there. And the other answer I always give is, in, and I don't know if it's like a rubber chicken circuit answer, but it's, it's the stock answer I give. I say, listen, in this society that we're living in right now, as polarized as we are, as Republican and Democrat as we are, as siloed as we all are in all of our personal feelings, the one thing all Americans can agree on without equivocation is the last thing we need is another opinion. So I'm going to do America a public service by not being the 10 million people to tell you that Patrick Mahomes just scored a big deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. Thanks for that. You know, it's one of those things, <laughs> So for me, I just think it's one of the... I'm doing a public service by making sure I stay out of the fray um, and it's just kind of one of those things. It's not really who I am. That's not the reason I was put on this show or got the opportunity to do the show. And as you guys know, you have to be authentic and genuine. It's the two biggest characteristics of 2020. I'm not saying being authentic and genuine hasn't been a big thing or as a character trait for a long time, but clearly where we're merging in society, it's one of those things that people appreciate more and more. I might be diametrically opposed to anything that you guys say and you to me, But if I really believe it's in your DNA, you believe it, you deep down are authentic and really genuine about your thoughts, we can kind of come to some sort of middle ground. So for me, since Twitter's never really been a part of what I'm about, I'm not sure I should really launch into it now, though I will take you behind the curtain. The last time I had my uh, yearly review, like I'm sure a lot of your listeners, you know, when your boss brings you in for your yearly review, mine was 14 pages. And the first line, the first line is his exact quote, Zubin is old school, Zubin needs to become new school. Uh, so that has not happened. So I'm not really sure what kind of friction I have with my boss because that was the very first line and it's yet to be heated. But uh, I may, I, this may happen when I'm 150 years old, dead and gone in a pine box. But I, I think I will be proven right that not being on Twitter was the right decision. <laughs>
1: Good for you. Hey, Zubin, we're going to be hearing a lot of the NBA action as these playoffs continue. And obviously going in, we were all thinking either Lakers or Clippers in the West and the Bucks prohibitive in the East and maybe Toronto. We kind of favor uh, Jason Tatum and the Celtics here because he's from St. Louis. But the Has the action so far in the NBA changed your mind at all about who the favorites might be? Has anybody stepped up and made you think, okay, they could win this thing?
0: Hard to tell because I think once we get deeper into the playoffs right now, as you know, we're in the seeding games, and I don't think anybody was developing more than Jason Tatum when the season stopped. It was really unfortunate timing for the way that he was playing, especially because Kemba Walker, his teammate, was hurt. He was taking on a much bigger load. But I would tell you that once we get past the seeding games, the day our show starts, August 17th, the day we'll be leading into you guys, that's actually the same day the NBA playoffs start on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and ESPN Radio, so we're keeping a close eye on it. To me, the real rubber will hit the road when a team like the Lakers, who clinched the top seed in the West last night, and the Bucks, who, of course, are going to be the top seed in the East, um, when you get to a Game 7 of a conference final or the NBA finals, And you really feel like that game should be on your home floor. And obviously you're not going to have that with Giannis is streaking to the hoop right now in the bubble. There's a gigantic sign that says fear the deer. And that's that's basically it. I think they've earned a little bit more than that. So I think the deeper we go, I think you're going to notice what the lack of fans brings right now. I think it's been outstanding. But think about the storylines here. Obviously, LeBron looking for a fourth title. That would be a title with every franchise. That would be three different franchises. Kawhi's looking for three titles with three different franchises. And he would be in the prime of his career. I think if the Clippers were to win it, it would be amazing considering they've never been to the Western Conference Finals. Much less the NBA Finals. And you know the Clippers' history over the years. The Rockets' biggest bugaboo has always been the Warriors. They've never been able to get past the Warriors. The Warriors are 15-50. and They're not in this bubble. Maybe that's a great opportunity for James Harden. And you mentioned Giannis. If he wins the MVP this year, I mean, you're talking back-to-back MVPs, possible NBA title, looking for their first title in Milwaukee since 70-71 when they had another big guy, I believe Alcindor, leading them to that championship. So I think there's a lot of great storylines out there. There are people that think the Nuggets could go deep. That would be their first NBA championship. So I think right now it's gone about as well as it could possibly go in the bubble, minus the whole Lou Williams incident, which everybody had fun with. But honestly, that could have torn down the entire bubble had that gone differently. But right now, I think the basketball has been good. I think, your guys, I think you're seeing little things, guys. Like Guys are driving 100 miles an hour to the hoop because there's so much space behind the baskets and the stanchions, and there's no fans there. I think that's part of the reason you're seeing some of these high-scoring games. The Sixers won yesterday. Now, obviously, defense has been optional in the NBA for a long time, but I do think the layout of the court is making for a lot more exciting play. I don't think that's something people would have anticipated, but you've got three courts. Games are happening. Courts are sanitized. It's a strange world we're living in, but I just do believe that the NBA has a lot of upside here. The television ratings, not to get too wonky or nerdy, the television ratings have not been great. Baseball in some It's actually outrated the NBA, which has actually really surprised me. Obviously, you guys are one of the greatest baseball towns (laughs) in America. so That's probably not surprising in your land. But in and around the country, I'm surprised to see it's been a little bit of a lukewarm start. I think what Adam Silver is hoping for more than anything is a first round matchup between LeBron and somehow the Pelicans can sneak in and you get LeBron, and Zion, the future and the present of the league in the first round. It's wishful thinking right now because the Pelicans got some work to do.
1: Zuba Mehenti, we're looking forward to the show. Keyshawn, Jay, and Zubin coming up August 17th right here on 101 ESPN. You guys will start at 5 in the morning and precede our show. Thanks so much for the time. Hopefully we can talk again.
0: Absolutely. Call me anytime. It's a pleasure to be on with you.
2: Thank you.
1: Thank you, Zubin. Take care. Zuba Mehenti, and uh, that'll be a fun show with those three on 101 ESPN.
2: But imagine, Randy, you're – of a huge chunk of your career, you're the last guy there. You're waiting for the game end And then all of a sudden you have to switch to getting up at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah.
1: That's a world that I don't want to live in. <laughs> Not three o'clock in the morning.
2: I had to fill in on Mike and Mike once, and my alarm went off at like 1.45. Oh,
1: that would be awful.
2: It it derailed me for like five days after that.
1: Just at one show?
2: Yeah, because yeah. you're there so late, and then you're so disoriented. You're like, what day is it? And then you go home and sleep, and then you wake up, and you're off, and then you have to go back to your normal routine. It's very weird.
1: Next up with Karakur and malman on 101 ESPN. For the Marlins, was their pandemic and their outbreak, was that preventable? That's next on 101 ESPN.